Welcome to the Emerge Podcast. Again, I'm John Frost. Today, we have a really fun business that we're going to be spotlighting on our podcast, John Henry General Store. John, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Um, just another busy day, winding through you know the transition from summer to fall to maybe winter. It's like every day is a different temperature, and you can't like figure out like are we is summer done is it fall is it winter like 30 degrees at night 80 degrees in the evening like what is the temperature going to be tomorrow um yeah so in the middle of all that crazy i definitely want to say thank you for taking the time with us uh this is really cool you know it's been interesting i'm a little newer to the area i've expressed to you that some of my co-workers are big fans of this place uh, but for those of the those in the area who may be a bit like me, uh, just talk to us a little bit about the store and talk to us, you know, just things you would love to highlight uh, in general. Yeah, so the store, uh, I opened it in 2018 in the spring. And since then, we've kind of just been running kind of at full steam and developing quite, quite a large inventory of a bit of everything. Um, with us being a general store, we kind of have pretty free license to carry generally anything and everything. Um, so it keeps my brain pretty active because my background was through my family. We have a produce farm up in Mount Jackson. And so we've done roadside stands and farmers markets. And so I'm pretty familiar with produce and food pricing, but mainly just, you know, fresh produce and a little bit of stuff with cattle that my uncle and dad manage, but I'm more on the produce side and background. So opening up the store made me like have to then start thinking about like sock styles, what's popular with kids uh, for toys, what's, you know, baking ingredients are needed for to make like a really good muffin versus a croissant. So like I had to learn, learn about different types of yeast, um, we also carry like a wide array of dairy and I'm lactose intolerant. So like, I'm also like, Oh, I don't really know anything about dairy cause I've never really eaten it since I was little. Um, so like learning about that, it's been kind of fun. And like, you know, even our sales reps will be like, Oh, here's a bunch of samples. That way you'll understand what it is. And I was like, well, that will make me sick. So I can't eat it, but we sell a lot of it. So that's kind of some fun, different things that I navigate. Well, I'm sure I bet that, um, it is, I have to ask you, I mean, I know that I'm probably going out of order with things here, but being a family that's, you know, produce is what you do, uh, that's got to make holiday times pretty fun, because I assume there are some good cooks. Yeah, so um, my uncles on my mom's side of the family um, have worked at, like, five-star restaurants like the French Laundry, the Inn at Little Washington, Obelisk in D.C. Oh, my. Um, so any kind of family gathering they kind of get tasked with cooking and preparing it Fair enough. and that's pretty good and then you have my dad's side of the family which is like been in the valley now for i think six generations and they get a little competitive when it comes to southern traditional dishes you know and stuffing balls fried chicken uh, collards, cornbread. I mean, it gets kind of competitive too at the holidays. Like you may know French cooking on one side of the family and the other side of the family is like, no, we're going to do this like old Southern style. Like it's been done for a hundred years. Wow. Wow. I'm a little jealous. I won't lie. Yeah. It's a good situation to be in. Yeah. All right. 
So, um, as far as the store goes, like, what are um, some of the, because uh, I know that you, you've already mentioned we're between seasons, so you're fading in, or fading out one and fading in other. What are some of the things that you're going to be uh, fading out, and then what are the things that you're going to be fading in? Yeah, so we just wound down picking all of the pumpkins out of our field for our store displays, and that was kind of exciting, maybe bittersweet. Uh, we joke me and the high schoolers who work for us as our interns and uh, employees in the summer and fall like we joke that we don't need a gym membership in the fall because all you do is just pick pumpkins all day and you know they can range from a pound to 50 pounds so I got you um, so we're winding out of the pumpkin season and now transitioning to like the kind of holiday shopping season what are some of the items moving into the holiday season that uh, you find that are pretty popular yeah, so puzzles are a big item. Uh, there's probably going to be like a puzzle shortage this holiday season, um, which is kind of weird to say. But the warehouses are pretty empty um, following COVID because the factories here in the U.S. that made puzzles were not deemed essential. So the warehouses were emptied because people were at home stuck for the last couple months, all using puzzles and now want more puzzles. But it's like the warehouses and factories are just now starting to gear back up. So there's puzzles. We've ordered a bunch of children's toys. Like always, we carry a wide array of wooden children's toys. And we also carry probably the Valley's largest selection of silly socks. I don't know who designates that, but we carry over 250 styles now of silly socks. Oh, my. Yeah. My kids would uh, enjoy that. So I can tell before this is all said and done, my wife is going to be up here with our kids. So this is awesome. Because uh, I, I walked in and I noticed uh, you had a big bundle of licorice of all kinds of flavors. That was pretty amazing. Very colorful, too. And so I know that's just, I kind of hone in on things that I know my kids are going to like. So, you know, you're moving into Thanksgiving time. Uh, just, you know, what goes on here around those times? Yeah, I mean, since we are as they say now in the post-COVID world, like an essential business. We stay pretty busy um, with all of our food staples. So we are always, you know, stocking eggs, stocking flour, stocking milk, and um, stocking apples now that it's kind of the fall. And we're also one of the only four grocery stores. I mean, we're not a grocery or a general store, but classified as a grocery store in the commonwealth that is a fresh match partner so if you use your food stamps or ebt card here um, you get 50 percent off all of your produce and so we're just one of four stores in the commonwealth that offers that so that actually keeps us pretty busy oh, seven sure. days a week um, offering that benefit to folks yeah it's a great service to the community i'd love to be able to just highlight uh web presence social media presence if you don't mind getting into a little bit of that yeah, so we have a website, yeah. which is johnhenrygeneralstore.com. And the key thing that I guess is always a struggle for our business is that my name is spelled J-O-N. So when you look our stuff up, remember it's J-O-N, not J-O-H-N or some other weird formulation because there's it's just really easy J-O-N, three letters. Um, I always joke with our suppliers who misspell my name on their invoices. I was like, do I have to pay this if you spell the name wrong? Um, and that usually caches them after like one misspelled invoice. Right? Man, that's funny. 
Um, what's interesting, obviously my name is John as well. When I, when I was growing up, nobody wanted to put the H in John. It was always J-O-N. Okay. And so, uh, in fact, I went to school with a few people who were J-O-N. Facebook, I know you're there. Yeah, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. I'm trying to figure out how to use Tumblr. The high school shelf stalkers and interns who work here tell me I just need to like ditch Tumblr, that's not cool, and get TikTok or Snapchat. But I'm just not that cool yet, and I'm a little overwhelmed already with all of our other social media. Um, but yeah, Facebook and Instagram are kind of our two main okay. media connection points. That's awesome. Talk to me a little bit, because I want you to uh, dispel the rumors, if they're rumors. Um, but it was interesting, one of my coworkers who will go nameless, but talked about how um, when they came up here that like some of your staff have shirts to designate that uh, they're not married to you or they're not your kids. Is there a story behind that and is it true? Yeah, so all of the staff, um, we like are pretty casual here and yeah. there's not like an official uniform. Um, but kind of with the onset of COVID, we got a lot of new customers who may not have known us. So, and I didn't want to institute a uniform. So instead we got a bunch of t-shirts made up that answered questions. Cause a lot of times, because we're a small business, people just assume that it's all family running the store. And so they would be talking to like one of our female cashiers and we're like, it's so nice that you and your husband can run the store and have your kids stocking the shelves. Like this is true Americana. Um, you know, and that you all live above the store and just come down here and work all day and then go back upstairs, like kind of store house elves that come down during the day and then go back up. But at the same time, like maybe the cash, the cashier, she might be in her sixties, have children older than me and like grandchildren, like at the same age as like, you know, some of the uh, stalkers. And so kind of, it was really awkward to be like, actually, no, like, John is not my husband. He's my kid's age. And like customers would then be like, well, age doesn't matter in love. It's fine. And it'd still be like, no, John and I are not married, you know? Right. Um, and then like any male who works at the store, everyone just automatically assumes is John. Yes. And so they got t-shirts too that say, I'm not John. And then I have a shirt that says, I'm John. as my official like work shirt. Nice, nice. That's awesome, and I love the way that you you are you seem to be very um, just very laid back. You can roll with it, and I love that. Just what little bit of time we've had to talk, I love that about you already. Um, so, what are some other just uh, stories? Uh, again, you mentioned since 2018, this has been something that you have built, got it rolling. It's not stopped. What's some of that story about? Yeah. Um one of like the crazy incidences was with like the Virginia sales tax office after like our first two months in business, they did come and like threatened that we hadn't been paying sales tax. And I was like, no, I have the, all the receipts and it was all based upon the misspelling of our name. And like, Oh yeah, sorry. We had you like miss input into the computer. You're, you're like, fine. You, you don't owe anything. There's no fine. Sorry about that. So that happened occasionally when we first opened with some like bureaucratic paperwork that you know is always a headache on starting a business. Right. Um, when you have to cross the T's and dot the I's and remove the H. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was kind of some things. Um, also, when we first opened, our building used to be uh, 
a regional bank that closed that location down. Um, and I would say for like the first year, people still came in looking for the bank officers and like were scared that their money had disappeared. The bank had also been closed for two or three years before we took it over. Okay. So I also was always left wondering like, what have you been doing for three years if you lived in town and now you're just coming to pay your loan? Like or make a deposit where have you and then people would always say like oh we've been depositing money here already and it's like the bank's been closed for three years there's have you just been leaving money in the parking lot like wondering where this money had been going for three years so that was kind of funny when we first opened just kind of curious is there any chance in the future that you're looking at maybe expanding yeah i mean we've had some very strong invitations from other communities and like economic development offices to look at their areas to kind of model what we're doing here in their areas, um, particularly to serve the community around our issues of food access, um, because we are pretty unique in our ability to offer our EBT fresh match for local food um, that's farm to table from our farm. Um, so that's pretty unique and a lot of communities have asked for that. Um, so that's something that we definitely will look forward to into the future. Um, but for now, it's kind of just riding this wave of, you know, the COVID economy of 2020. Right, right. Finding a way through the hysteria. Yeah. The fog will eventually lift. If you had anything that you would want, to, a note you would want to finish on, what would that be? Oh, that's like a hard question. I know, I'm putting you on the spot. But I do that with everybody. Um, mainly just because, I mean, we're all different, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, like, so rather to the community, to your customers, just, you know, fun things that maybe we've not covered, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, one thing, particularly now that I run this business, that I always encourage folks, and one reason we, I really appreciated your email is like, not just shopping small business, but also independent businesses. Um, just as a small business here in downtown Newmarket, kind of in between a lot of mega shopping centers with like national retailers kind of all scattered within a 10 minute drive of us. Yes. Um, really encouraging folks to like shop independent. Um, Cause my biggest thing that I noticed, cause like we sponsor a billboard at the local baseball stadium is just how many local businesses are on that billboard and not your national retailers so thinking about you know what names are appearing at your kids sporting events as sponsors on the back of their you know t-ball t-shirts on the back of the 5k cancer runs you know who is donating to those and funding those as opposed to like where you're donating and buying all your items because I think those things kind of get lost sometimes um, and I don't know I, it was kind of like a cool thing when I f first sponsored the baseball stadium outfield sign I was like this feels like the big leagues like you know who would have thought like my name would be at the you know in the backfield right and I don't know that was just a really cool thing to think about but then you know after we renewed that contract to be like, wait, there's not any other like big retailers here. Yeah, it's all small businesses from car washes to garages, you know, to little markets like ours. I love that, and I think it's a great point. Listen, this has been awesome. Yeah, absolutely appreciate you taking the time. This is really cool. Y'all take care of each other. This is the Emerge Podcast. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>